0: You're listening to The Wellness Game podcast. I'm Stephanie Game. I'm a holistic health practitioner who's been through chronic illness myself. I consider wellness to be a combination of foundational practices, detox and rebuilding health. But there's always many moving parts to health in general. So a sense of curiosity and lightness definitely helps. Welcome to The Wellness Game. Hello, friends, my podcast listeners. I'm so happy to have you listening in today. Um, we're going to be talking to Amanda Mirabella. I love her so much. She is one of the teachers for MBSR, which is Mind, Body, Spirit Release uh, Academy. This is a course that I personally have taken and um, MBSR is something that I have personally Loved on the receiving end. And I also have been trained as a mind, body, spirit release practitioner and offer this modality to my own clients. So the purpose of this podcast in my mind was I want to explain MBSR better. Um, I feel like when I talk about it to people, I can get kind of nebulous, get kind of vague, because it is hard to describe. It is so powerful. It's using muscle testing to release emotions that are trapped and energies that are trapped, negative things to make room for healing. But it really, truly is a modality. And having Amanda on to talk about it, describe it better than I do, and just really share um about how helpful it can be is just truly an honor. She is a, I just think she's a wordsmith and a poet the way that she teaches and um, even just really describes. So love, love, love this conversation with her. I know you're going to get so much out of it. Um, If you do uh, feel compelled to take the MBSR course, I really hope you do. It's amazing. Um, And if you want to schedule a session with either myself or Amanda, just to kind of see what all the hype is about. um, I really encourage you to do that too. It's such, such a great healing tool for sure. So um, welcome our good friend Amanda to the podcast. so joining me today is Amanda Mirabella Mirabelle Mirabella Mirabella yes. she is um, an amazing MBSr practitioner and actually one of the instructors in the mind body spirit release Academy so I just want to give you a a opportunity to introduce yourself to all of our listeners just kind of tell you know who you are and just
1: anything you'd like to share just to introduce yourself sure, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I have worked at Heights of Health, which is a holistic health clinic at Houston since twenty sixteen so if you are in the health world, you might be familiar with that because Tracy Southwick is the owner and founder of Heights of Health and she's also the founder of mind body Spirit release so My background is in psychology, and I have my master's in holistic nutrition. So I see clients for mind, body, spirit release appointments, as well as holistic wellness sessions. So I utilize bioresonance technology and muscle testing to help clients understand their health from a comprehensive perspective. And ultimately, we work towards guiding them towards better health and more simplicity and freedom, so that's kind of a mouthful, but <laughs> what we do at heights of health and my specific approach
0: I love that. I didn't know you had a background in psychology, yes, and master's in nutrition, so all the things
1: yes, absolutely wow. yeah it's I mean, cool. that's the wonderful world of holistic health, right? getting to kind of merge your worlds and experience,
0: yeah, and the holistic approach, right. Yes. I love that. I feel like that's all I talk about on this podcast. Every single <laughs> guest I have, I'm like, it's the whole person that right. we're trying
1: to support into health. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you've had some fantastic guests and hearing their Thank specific you. focus areas and how they support exactly. Like you said, people from a different holistic perspective is yeah. it's pretty neat to hear. It's so interesting. I know
0: I could geek out on all the things. Yeah. Um, so I am hoping that today we can talk about MBSR and I feel like I just call it MBSR, but it's stands for mind, body, spirit release. Yes. Um, I get a lot of questions on Instagram and even in real life too, just, you know, how do you describe it? Like sure. when we talk about what we do as MBSR practitioners, I guess what's like the high level, you know, brief description and then
1: they're nerdy for us. Sure. Like that kind of thing description. Of course, as you well know, It's not simple, right? It's not kind of a (laughs) one-liner explanation. So first, what I'll bring you through is how we do it as practitioners. what What is the logistics for how we're actually able to do the modality and then why, how it's beneficial as well. So in the most simple explanation, mind body spirit release is a modality that helps to identify stressors that are impacting the nervous system by using muscle response testing. So we use muscle testing to see what combinations of emotions neurotransmitters hormones pathogens organs body systems so on and so forth you get the point are impeding its function so once we've identified the specific way the nervous system is being impacted we are able to reduce the stress and retrain the body through a clearing technique using a cold laser light so i know that's a lot to digest just off the you know the cuff there When we are referring to, we are facilitating a clearing, the clearing part is using the cold laser light. That's that part of that. So how the cold laser works is it delivers light energy into the cells. So the photons are absorbed by the cells. They stimulate the mitochondria and this initiates a biochemical response. And so, it helps to accelerate the healing. So our whole premise for all of this is to help the body restore function and do as it should, right? We're just, we're encouraging the body's natural functions and, and healing capabilities. So in summary, mind, body, <laughs> spirit release helps to identify these subconscious imprints through muscle testing that are contributing to patterns that we inadvertently perpetuate in physical mm-hmm. patterns and symptoms, mm-hmm. emotional patterns, those kinds of things. Then we help to unlearn and release these stress responses through the clearing process. So reducing the emotional and physical stress on the body. So I know that's a lot to take and that's the logistics of, of how we do it, but then why? I, I know you know this phrase that I love to use that mind, body, spirit release is a catalyst for change. And so mm-hmm. someone asked me one time why I loved MBSR and I said it helps to bring specificity and language to the hurdles that mm-hmm. we faced. And so it works beautifully in conjunction with other techniques like therapy and myofascial mm-hmm. release and other kinds of somatic work. But in all areas of health, there isn't one magic bullet, right? There isn't one right. panacea for all of you know the different things that you've experienced and the hurdles that you're facing. But I think why again, why MBSR specifically is so effective is because it helps with the, the awareness and empowerment piece. And so Mm -hmm. it is that catalyst for change. So again, I know that is quite a lot to digest. It's a new language for 99% of people, whether they're practitioners or clients, it takes some time to understand what muscle testing is, what energy work is, and, and kind of the whole process. So it's not, again, it's not a kind of a one and done um, way of understanding.
0: Yeah. I think, um, I think it's really interesting to your point about it being something you can use in conjunction with other, yes. um, emotional so- support or energetic support techniques. I have had that conversation before with people too, about, you know, well, I'm already in therapy. Why would I, why would mind, body, spirit release help? And, um, I know you probably get that question a lot or yes. I'm already addressing my emotions by doing, XYZ. I'm already journaling. Yes. I'm already, you know, or even, you know, people of, you know, if you're a believer, a Christian, you know, you mm-hmm. might say, well, I already am working on that. Like I'm already praying on that. So how how is this something you can kind
1: of add into that conversation? Absolutely. That's a fantastic question. And we actually have quite a few mind and body, spirit release practitioners that are also therapists, which I think is mm. so incredibly pow- powerful. So I don't ever discourage people like, Oh, stop therapy. Right. You don't need it. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> I'm a big believer in that. And like I said, I think they work really beautifully in conjunction. And as you said, with faith, we can talk more about that. But I always look at it as how to kind of desensitize the stress. So it Mm, kind of takes the sting off of it, right? Or another thing you've probably heard me say this in class a lot is MBSR for me works really well in helping me feel like I'm getting off the hamster wheel. So these cycles that I'm, you know, I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, why am I, why am I stuck in this loop? Whether it's symptoms that I see reoccurring or Mm -hmm. emotionally, I'm watching my kind of reactivity to something. It's frustrating. It really helps me with that awareness piece. And again, kind of uh, desensitizing uh, and minimizing the stress on the nervous system. So it, there are other approaches that I find work really beautifully to encourage the progress. Myofascial release is one of them because Mm -hmm. mind, body, spirit release where it does generate a change physically in the cells of your body. It, it does have that impact. It's not a modality where you're ever touching the client, right? Um, myofascial release, you are, you are changing the fascia, right? And releasing tension on the physical space. So it really, it really does complement very nicely with other approaches. I love that.
0: I think that that's so cool to be able to combine some things. Um, yeah, I, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I feel like I'm kind of going all over the place with you, but I wanted also kind of ask you how you came upon MBSR, um, And if you have any, you know, personal connection to it, maybe it helped you or something. I'd love to hear that if you're willing to share it. I always love to invite people to share
1: as much as they would like. (laughs) Of course, I am happy to give you some of my background and it leads us right into how I find, how I found Heights of Health and Mind, Body, Spirit Release. So I was incredibly fortunate to grow up in a holistically oriented household, so However, like most young kids and adults, I did not always heed the advice I was given or implement the lessons I was told. And at some point, my health spiraled, right? So my health really started declining after college. And after I graduated, I had a benign spinal tumor that was causing a lot of pain. And I ended up having to get that surgically removed. Wow. And I was sick all the time. So I was really reactive to my health symptoms. I was very reliant on antibiotics and pain medications. And so for someone in my young 20s, I was in really poor health. And so I can remember distinctly when I was on a walk with my mom and she said, Amanda, something I really want to learn more about is energy as it's related to health. And so, even though I was raised in this house, household where holistic practice was kind of the standard, this was a little far out for me, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I mostly shrugged, shrugged this off. I didn't really give energy and health much thought, which is, you know, laughable now. So, however, I I eventually heeded her counsel because you know she is she's my mom is an attorney by trade and health enth- enthusiast and just a researcher, and so what she said took root. I eventually started taking control of my health and really investigating why I was stuck in this cycle. Mm. So this is what led to the career change. I went back to school and obtained my master's in holistic nutrition. And then when I was in grad school, I found Heights of Health, which is in Houston. And I began working at Heights of Health in apprenticing and apprenticing and mentoring and being mentored by the wonderful ladies there. So that brings me to how I found Mind, Body, Spirit Release. I was fortunate enough to be around for the origin of the development of mind, body, spirit release. Since I was apprenticing under Tracy Southwick, who founded um, MBSR, I got to study under her guidance. And, you know, the kind of emotional and, and spiritual element to this has always been of interest to me. And, and we'll talk more about yeah. this. But as a Christian, as you all know, it's that spiritual um, development is woven into our faith. And so, and I've always loved psychology. I it was part of my undergrad. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it was to me a very natural evolution when I started seeing clients for holistic nutrition and holistic wellness to bring in that emotional, spiritual aspect. And so, like I said, when MBSR was introduced, it was rolled out. Um, it was, it, it was part of my, my practice from the beginning. And I'm a big proponent of taking ownership of your health in all aspects. So physically, emotionally, and spiritually, if there's something you're unhappy with, um, whether it be Mm -hmm. your actions, your health, your relationships, start enacting change, even in the smallest way. So I don't want this to be interpreted as, you know, you know, everything's your fault and you need to take ownership for anything that went wrong in your life. That's not what I mean in the least. Yeah. But I think if we want to see vast improvements in our health, it's really important to examine the patterns or the cycles that we're Mm -hmm. enacting that keep us stuck in that poor health. So to me, Mind, Body, Spirit, release, as a recipient of it, and then working on it with my clients, it was the perfect modality for this approach and encourages that awareness and then empowerment to make those changes and experience that change that we're wanting to see within our health.
0: I think that's I love your story, by the way. I love that you <laughs> you really started from a holistic place, deviated <laughs> a little bit, right, came back full circle. Isn't that isn't Absolutely. that funny how that goes. Yeah. It is. Um but I love I love the whole um I'm so curious too, like mm-hmm. the whole inception of mind, mm-hmm. body, spirit release because I do get asked sometimes. People will say, Oh, well, I know about emotion code, mm-hmm. which If you're listening and you're unsure of that, um it's it's another kind of modality that is oftentimes compared and can be similar. Um, but I do get people who will ask, what is the difference? Or how are they how how why would I want one over the other? And um maybe you can speak to that of course for us as well. But I do, yeah, I think it's really interesting when people are ready to introduce that kind of a healing. I keep saying modality because you're saying modality, but (laughs) a healing tool, really. Yes. Um, Because it is so not mainstream. It is so kind of holistic and maybe crunchy even, you know. Um, (laughs) But I guess it's so cool that you were open to working on that and even there at the kind of beginning. But yeah, I'd love to hear, circling back to, yeah. Sure. When someone asks you, what is the
1: difference? What do you usually... Well, Safe. I mean, all credit to Tracy on this. I've mentioned her. She's, again, the owner of Heights of Health and developer of MBSR. It, MBSR was kind of in progress for truly years, honestly, probably decades. But really, when I started to see kind of the formation, like I have this idea of it's, it's a flow, right? Kind of a structure of looking at someone and how to support them. And let's just take nutrition, because that's something I've seen quite a lot. When you have people um, come and want to work with you on improving their, their health and uh, what they're consuming and, and their relationship with food, it's very hard to improve their relationship with food and their stress around that by just kind of talking at them and saying, you know, Stephanie, you don't need to be stressed by this food. <laughs> you know, and if you're someone who has yeah. dealt with reactions, um, whether it's mm-hmm. physical reactions or restriction, um, you know, a place of perhaps even anorexia, orthorexia, that kind of thing. If that oh, is your yeah. background. yeah, disordered eating for yes. sure is huge. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so I have found that most times people really, they do want to generate change. They are mm-hmm. inspired and compelled to do that. But it, if it, it was as easy as just flipping the switch and saying, oh, I am going to do this. Now, I'm actually, I don't have a stress relationship with food. I am not going to react <laughs> Who are anymore. Those people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it just doesn't really happen like yeah. that. I absolutely believe mindset and outlook is key, mm. but the, the energetic part of this is really important. So again, going back to that food, if you're looking at MBSR and why it's helpful, it's because it's a modality, modality that all in one you can incorporate working on their physical body. So let's say an organ system um, wasn't quite functioning up to par in addition to the emotions, the beliefs, the spiritual components surrounding that. So you're not you're not separating, you're not segregating all in one. You're working on the body from that. I mean, it sounds silly, but the mind, body, spirit um, mm-hmm. level. And so it's it's very integrative in its approach.
0: That's so cool. I, I, I think Again, I'm going to talk about (laughs) how we tend to just separate all the different um, parts of us as humans, but even just the different body systems, you know, like my experience with like the urinary tract and just being so focused on that with my own personal health crisis and not seeing my whole self, you know, Um, but then even adding in emotions, even adding in the energetic stuff. I mean, it's you really do have to look at the whole person to really heal those things. And I love what you said about people usually really do want to change It's And so oftentimes I think we blame, you know, lack of willpower on like either maybe implementing a protocol or like you're saying a dietary change or even detox things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I didn't sauna enough or I didn't walk enough or, you know, dry brush or whatever. Um, what, what's underneath that and what do we need to look at? And I love that you're saying that we can kind of look at all these things together because MBSR kind of has like a flow, like you were saying. And that's so helpful for me, yeah. um, having something that kind of tracks and goes in order and has a system,
1: you know, yes, as silly as that it sounds. Yes.
0: It's really helpful.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said about, you know, looking at kind of your health history and why MBSR was helpful people can understand this, even if, you know, let's say you have a listener who's like, Oh, I don't have any chronic health issues. Even looking at when are we most likely to, you know, get catch a cold or get Mm -hmm. sick. It's, it's always a combination of physical and emotional. So I don't like to put, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's always physical. It's always emotional. You don't have any physical environment issues. It's, it's a combination of things. And so when you're when you're stressed, you feel like you're run dry. Of course, Mm -hmm. you're more susceptible to just, you know, feeling kind of run down and getting that cold or whatever it is. And so even on the most basic level, we see that true in our lives.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think about when I have health consults with people, which is mostly women, um, and most of them, not all of them, but lots of them have a health crisis postpartum. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not always the first baby. So yeah. it's, you know, they're run down, they've grown a human, they're nursing a human. Um, they're fatigued and, you know, culturally, we just don't really take care of mothers like we should, mm-hmm. um, in that postpartum phase. But, um, I see a lot of women who have kind of the bottom fallout after something really physically demanding like that, but then also emotionally draining. So, Maybe they had, you know, a really intense season with a partner or maybe something. I mean, culturally, a lot's going on in the last two years, too. So there's a lot of things like that. But often there's trauma connected to the physical symptoms. Almost every person I talk to, there's not just, oh, yeah, just one day my health started kind of going down the (laughs) toilet. It's usually like, hey, all these things happened. It was, you know, the, the needle in the haystack, not the needle in the haystack, the straw Mm -hmm. that broke the camel's back, (laughs) (laughs) too many analogies, but it's the, you know, the last missing piece that just kind of knocks everything over. And so, um, I think that that is so huge, even if you are not struggling with something, is this helpful to do is MBSR a great tool? Yes, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I know somebody who was doing some work, um, just kind of proactively clearing just really old things. Cause I mean, we inherit things from our mother. We inherit generational traumas. We, um, you know, there's that whole conversation of, we can take on other people's emotions and energies. And then if you've got a lifetime of not dealing with any emotions and added all those that, you know, it's. Literally going to be beneficial for everyone. That's what mm-hmm. I tell people. There's nobody that I don't think MBSR is helpful
1: yes. for. Would totally you agree, agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And I think what you said is about kind of that generational trauma or even just ways that we're wired, right? It doesn't yeah. always have to be necessarily traumatic. It's just we see these kind of predispositions, whether it's mm, in our true. emotional or physical well being. What I love about this is that it helps with the awareness piece, as I've probably said in Nauseam, but it also helps you get out of that cycle. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we are a part of the health world. And so it's what we hear and talk about all the time. But also I think, you know, if you're stuck in that kind of chronic illness at at the pit, right, it just feels so hopeless. And so just to instill that hope for people that this does not have to be your life and whether Mm -hmm. the symptoms to you feel predominantly physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever, wherever you kind of fall on the spectrum Mm -hmm. where, where you're really struggling, it does not have to define like your whole life does not have to be wellness practices, right? really helpful, really important, but there is life outside of this. And so I think that's why, again, another reason why I love this is because, well, what do I always say? It's a catalyst for change. Mm -hmm. And I mean that, you know, because we, we experienced that you and I were like, oh my gosh, well, this is much better (laughs) than the daily ritual of having to think of, you know, what else is going to go wrong. So Mm -hmm. I absolutely think it's, it's for everyone in different ways. Yeah.
0: I, I know that we have talked about we're talking about, you know, kind of working on a person holistically, but I'm curious if you can speak to just kind of the importance of doing this work. If someone is just working on a physical healing journey, you know, maybe somebody comes and says, Oh, I need some help with my nutrition, my digestion's off, or, you know, maybe it's something really extreme. Someone's working with mold and lime and, um, haven't really considered this. Um, I mean, I personally have seen, Hey, when we work on the emotions, it's important, but I'm, I'm wondering if you could speak
1: to that or talk about that as well. Of course. I'll give you a couple examples of that. And I know when we were talking before you asked about how does MBSR help to accelerate healing? And I thought your word choice on that was perfect because it really does, it, it accelerates change and improvement, but it's not magic, right? It's highly effective, but it's not sure. magic. It's not typically an overnight. And so I think, you know, with all of our clients helping t- them to kind of manage that expectation, but I have seen some beautiful transformative experiences. And so when I talk about kind of taking a comprehensive approach, I view... Taking this holistic outlook as like untangling a and knot. And it's funny because before, mm-hmm. again, you were talking about someone who was helping you muscle test and they put all these pieces together. To me, that's how I yeah. see taking this approach. You're untangling a knot rather than finding one or two or even three root causes, right? Mm-hmm. And so. And that's, and that's also
0: a process. Yes. The untangling isn't like <laughs> yes. an instant, let's solve this puzzle.
1: You're exactly right. You pull one area, you're like, okay, got a little movement. Oh no, we're stuck over here. So exactly. It, it takes, it's kind of an ebb and flow. It takes a process. So if you're looking at someone who's dealt with chronic health, health issues, like mold illness, for example, and like you said, let's say they've just come to you with physical symptoms. This is my supplement protocol. This is what I'm doing to open up my drainage pathways. There, There is an emotional component and I'll get to that. But there wasn't one single factor that caused the onset of symptoms, right? So yes, they were exposed to mold and it made them sick, but it was a combination of their um, existing comorbidities, their genetics, their Mm -hmm. drainage pathways, their mitochondrial health, metabolic function, all of those beautiful things, their emotional health and their nervous system, right? That is what is, is kind of involved in this process. So, mold illness is actually a great example of where energy work works really well because it can help to just them through the process. Let's you know talk about the process of getting their body healthier and if they're if they're you know remediating or whatever that is, it can be a pretty overwhelming and strenuous oh, thing yeah, to go through sure. and so mm-hmm. it's our job to kind of nourish and sustain them as practitioners as much as possible but also what is a huge component to their healing and their ability to move on from this, removing the fear, right? How many mm-hmm. times have you yeah. seen someone who's gone through mold? It's, it's natural to all of a sudden um, fear your surroundings. Oh my gosh, is yeah. there mold? Is there mold? Because it's, you know, it's made you feel so terrible before. Mm-hmm. And so that is just one example of how, it's a tiny facet of how MBSR can help with that. It helps them to the reduce the fear and feel more empowered. And, you know, the, the other part of that is where I see MBSR clients, the ones who make the most progress, they are the ones that are taking part in the process. So MBSR was never meant to be passive. And so It would be like, let's say you go to your practitioner um, and I say, Stephanie, could you help me clear these emotions, these spiritual blocks, whatever that is? You say, yes, Amanda, I've cleared it for you. Well, if I'm looking at you as like, okay, well, Stephanie's fixed me. That puts me Mm -hmm. in the backseat to my health my whole life. Yeah. And so it would be similar to, let's say you're going to a physical therapist and they give you these stretches and exercises (laughs) between they say, Stephanie, I really want you to work on this between in the next session, we're going to kind of advance. If you're not doing that with MBSR, then you're not going to have the same amount of impact. Mm. Right. And so for MBSR, yeah. that could look like implementing an affirmation or journaling or focusing on breath work. It doesn't have to be, you know, this massive thing that takes over your life, but taking part in that is really important. And so one of taking my taking th- ownership, yeah.
0: you're saying yes. taking ownership. That's like
1: That's the key word. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And again, it's not from a a judgmental uh, state. It's not from a, a blame perspective. Like, you know, you need to be doing more. Not at all. It's just, it's, it's kind of a mindset or approach. And so one of my clients, she is truly one of the most amazing people. She's a teenager When she came to see me and her example is really unique and interesting because she had verbal and motor tics. And so Mm. it looks like this very physical thing that she's experiencing, right? And so I asked her to kind of describe for me what was the, what was the issue there for her? And it was disruption of life. It was just frustrating for her. So again, it was very physical, but she already knew coming in. I feel like this might be, have an emotional component, specifically mm, a generational component. Also, oh my I'm gosh! I'm telling you, Stephanie, she's truly amazing. I just could wow. go on and on. She's, and we'll talk about what made her so successful. But you know, after her tics, um, they started off as the verbal were pretty self-deprecating and more mm. negative, and so mm-hmm. after the first clearing, it was fascinating the tics were far less frequent, but they switched Mm -hmm. to positive, like almost affirmations. That's how the the tics verbalized, literally. It was fascinating. And so we had decreased the amount and they switched in tone. And then after about the third or fourth session, the tics kind of disappeared completely. Hmm. And so hers was a story that, again, was just fascinating to me to watch her transformation from physical disruption to kind of more peace and ease in her body but she also wasn't only using MBSR, right? She had done so much work to support herself physically beforehand. And she, like you said, she took ownership, even though she's a teenager, she's one of the most kind of willing people I've known. And so she Mm -hmm. took her homework seriously and made it happen. So it's, it really is the kind of spectrum of people. It helps amazes me a lot of times.
0: So I've, I had somebody ask me recently during an MBSR session, you know, because um if you're not familiar with how a session works, you know, there's the literal physical, like we are muscle testing, um, all these different blocks and things, and I am taking notes, collecting them, putting them all down in one place. Um, this is before we ever do the clearing. Um, but I had somebody ask me, why do we need to know? these details. Like, why do I need to know, Hey, this organ is being affected and there's a limiting belief over here and a blocked emotion over here. Um, and I think what I'm hearing you say, correct me, correct me. But, um, you're saying that it's bringing it to kind of the front of the mind. It's allowing them to participate and kind of see it. And then they can take ownership.
1: Is that, is that true? What
0: else would you, how else would you answer that question?
1: That's a fantastic question. It depends on your client, right? So you have some people that the beauty of MBSR is that it helps bring more awareness. It could be to their physical mm. body or to their emotional well being. So like my husband, I love him. He's very <laughs> compliant with what Supplements, I suggest all of that, but he's not the most naturally in tune with his physical body. So muscle testing, and energy work helps to bring that awareness. Like I do this, this is how I feel. So there Um, are some clients to just bring awareness, whether it's physically, like this is how my body responds or emotionally, this is what stress is doing to me. That's really beneficial for them. But for other clients, they can lean towards hyper-awareness or obsession, right? So I think Mm. for those kinds of individuals, it's really helpful to make sure they know what we identified through muscle testing and clear today, your body was able and willing to address that. So you don't need to focus on, oh my gosh, Mm. this is what's wrong with my body. Your body communicates what it's ready to, to change basically, right? Like this is the area that I need support. And so it just kind of depends on what, what kind of person that you're working with and how they need to interpret the notes. For me, I really like to see it, it does help when I, I think probably, you know, I'm sure you have, you've noticed this too, with working with clients, you're focused a lot on other people and their health concerns, which is great. I love my job, but sometimes I get a little bit too overfocused on other people and not focused enough on what my body's telling me. Right. It's like, Oh, why have I had migraines three days in a row? Well, I mean, you're um, not paying yeah. attention. Right. And so it helps the clearing notes help me in that way to just again, kind of snap, snap me out of that. Right. I mean, how can you take better care of your body and honor what it's trying to tell you? And so it just, it's different things for different people, but I think that's a fantastic question.
0: So while I'm sitting here chatting with you, I'm almost always sipping my king coffee. And if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me talk about it many times. This is organic, mold-free, pesticide-free coffee that has a therapeutic dose of reishi mushroom spores. So there's over 3,000 medical studies done on reishi and it's Incredible healing benefits like immune support, anxiety, mood support, blood sugar balancing, hormones. Um, It can help leaky gut. It can help protect from EMFs, fight bacteria, pathogens, even candida. So there's just so many good things about this mushroom. And I choose to drink king coffee because it's the only mushroom coffee that has the reishi spores, which are 80 times more potent than just the reishi mushroom body. I also like this coffee because it tastes like actual coffee. It's not like a mushroom soup flavor like other brands that I've tried before. So I love it. So delicious and has been so helpful on my own personal healing journey. If you'd like to learn more or order some for yourself, go to the wellness game, dot forward slash king coffee. talking about muscle testing because I, I know, um, this will come up, um, I do all of my MBSR sessions virtually. So that means over zoom or FaceTime or something like that. Um, I've done maybe three in person because most of my clients tend to be, um, out of town. And I know that you have done that as well. And I know a lot of MBSR practitioners work that way as well. So I do get the question a lot and I'd love to hear your answer. How do we muscle test somebody who's not in the same room with us? How does that work virtually?
1: It's a great question. And just know if you're a newer practitioner or if you're a client who's new to this, I started off in Houston where I was working mostly in person. When I moved to Denver, I realized, oh crap, I'm going to have to explain this to people how (laughs) I'm doing this remotely. They're going to think I'm absolutely insane. And Mm -hmm. what I love about specifically MBSR practitioners that they have really They've been open to this, and they love spreading the word, and so it's become a little bit more common, but not not enough to where if you throw around the phrase like quantum physics, where they're like, "Oh yeah, I know what that is." <laughs> yeah. and so, um, it's a process, just like understanding MBsR is a process. This is too. So essentially, how the premise for how we're able to muscle test remotely and facilitate clearings remotely is called the principle of non-locality. So two particles, even though they're separated by time and distance, can impact and enact change on one another. And you've heard me say this in class, the book that I really recommend people read to understand more about this is called The Healing Codes. It's by Dr. Alex Lloyd, I think. You can fact check me on that but he actually outlines two studies in there that showed the connectivity by by quantum entanglement, right? Even though there were the, the subjects they studied were not physically in contact, here's how they were changed. I won't go all into that, but that's the principle you need to know, non-locality and quantum entanglement, right? Quantum physics, it's the realm of the observable, not the tangible. And so when I am muscle testing you, Stephanie, we're states away right now, It depends on what technique you use, but what I'm basically doing is using my own nervous system to test. So I can't physically touch you, press on your arm, how a lot of times how you see muscle testing, but I can still use my own nervous system to interpret what your body is telling me. And so there are different ways, different forms of muscle testing. A lot of times what you'll see is practitioners that work virtually use ideomotor testing, which is pendulum testing. As mm-hmm. you well know, it's a passion of mine to help kind of <laughs> help people understand what that is because I fully realize it looks bizarre. But again, if you are, if
0: you are, Just new to it, and you see someone (laughs) holding this little, you know, holding a necklace or holding this little dangly thing, you think, What are you doing? And is this weird, you know?
1: For sure, weird, absolutely. And (laughs) I like to clarify if people have seen it outside of the world of muscle testing, sometimes they'll see it in contexts where they're using pendulum testings to be predictive, right? What is the Mm, weather going to do? Right. Um, Which is not what we're talking about at all. No, exactly. So, ideomotor testing what I said earlier, that's what pendulum testing is. It's a muscular response to a stimulus. So when I am testing you from a state away, I'm using my nervous system to test, but I, the stimulus is basically testing charts, right? So I'm identifying what emotions are impacting Stephanie today, what organ system needs attention today. And so the pendulum moves accordingly to that stimulus. And so that's what that is. When I facilitate the clearing, it's the same premise. I use my own body, my own nervous system to clear for you. And Mm so it is, there's, you know, a lot more to say about that, but People do have kind of even just kind of basic levels of awareness of our connectivity. The example I use in class a lot is I'm sure this has happened to every single person. You're thinking like, I wonder how my cousin Ashley is doing. And then she calls me on the phone later Mm -hmm. in that day. And so it's not just that coincidence. It is that connectivity um, that we're, we're transferring information to one another, right? Even though it's virtually we can't see it, we can't touch it. That's how. And so that's how we're able to muscle test And then subsequently clear remotely. And I'm sure you've had this too. You do have clients who are more kind of in tune with their body, and even Mm -hmm. though they haven't had any training, they're they're just kind of naturally energetic. And so they will feel when you use the laser, they'll feel that on their Mm -hmm. body. It's usually like a tingling sensation. And so it is pretty. It I fully recognize it's weird. I welcome questions. I welcome skepticism because I know I was there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I you're talking about the cousin. My mom always jokes. She'll say, I made you call me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was thinking about you and you called me. I made you call me. Like it's our See? it's our family joke that she exactly. has powers yes. and <laughs> make us
1: call her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, She's smart.
0: Yes. Um, and so when I remember explaining this idea to her that no, this is what this is, is quantum entanglement, she was like, I believe it. I get it because I will be thinking of my children. And that is when they will call me and it's so bizarre. So I think yes. that's so funny, but you know, in a in a more like science, tangible, nerdy way, I think of the idea of like learning about how, um, bacteria, you know, the term quorum sensing, yes. how bacteria or pathogens, um, if you've heard me talk about biofilms at all, I talk about that a lot, um, that, you know, different pathogens love to hide behind biofilms. That's really common in like bladder, um, illness and things as, you know, you'll do the urinalysis and it comes back clean and you feel like you're crazy because you have symptoms. It's biofilms. Like it's almost always a biofilm issue. Well, what's fascinating is those, those pathogens, maybe they're bacteria, maybe there's something else. They are the communication that they have between themselves is called quorum sensing. So you might have a pathogen, some other location in your body that's communicating with the similar pathogen behind a biofilm, you know, in your bladder or somewhere else. Um, but their communication is called a quorum sense. And it's so fascinating. And I remember hearing, um, what you're describing, you know, with, um, quantum entanglement and all yeah. of that and thinking, Oh no, that's what's, that is what's happening on an energetic realm. It's the yeah. same thing. Um, and so when you, <laughs> when you start dipping your toe into energy work, it's, not as woo woo and weird as I think we initially are taught it is, you know, um, it's so much more science-based and so much like you're saying, evidence-based it's so fascinating and interesting. And I, I feel like I don't do a very good, um, job describing it. So I'm loving hearing, just straight from your mouth, like how you would.
1: Oh no, you do a fantastic job, but there are still, I talk about it a lot, but there are still times when my mind just goes blank and I just, I forget (laughs) how to explain it. And so I love that you brought up quorum sensing. And I think that it's, I don't pretend like we have all the answers when we're talking about, uh, you know, quorum sensing or understanding kind of the quantum field or even bioresonance technology. A lot of times Mm -hmm. it's done at a distance too, but I, I you know, I think that that's, I really do think that's kind of the future that we're heading in and we'll gain more understanding and insight. So I, I welcome the questions. I welcome the um, investigation, but I think we're just, we're just kind of at the cusp right now, truly.
0: Yeah. I think a lot more is going to come out. And I think you're talking about bioresonance. Are you talking about like the kind of machines where you are?
1: Yes. I think
0: those are going to be the new, um,
1: I don't know, the new way of testing I agree. Yeah. And so, you know, some bioresonance testing, as you know, you can submit hair or saliva or whatever that is Mm -hmm. at heights of health. Ours has always been, we actually just kind of transitioned, but you can scan someone's frequencies by voice. And so again, it's through distance, but there's, Mm -hmm. I, the technology is budding and I'm really excited to see where it goes. That's a great way to say it budding. Mm -hmm. Um, So
0: as far as how the emotions are actually released, You're saying that using this laser, which again, hard for me to, to give in a quick elevator speech. Sure. You're saying that it, you spoke at the very beginning about how it's charging the particles. It's got a positive frequency Yes. and it's allowing the body to release those emotions. Is that the best way?
1: So I think the way that most people can understand how the laser works is if they have, most people I think have experienced acupuncture or at least have mm-hmm. some familiarity with it. Right. And so it's far more complex with, than this. I'm simplifying it, but you know, what is the point of, of putting those needles in acupuncture points you're addressing and releasing stagnant energy in the body. So you're kind of identi- identifying where, where is the body impeded? And so the laser operates in a very similar way. You're not putting the laser on specific acupuncture points. It's slightly different than that. Although we do use meridian points, as you know, But the laser works by kind of stimulating the flow of energy. And so that's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's all these different approaches. Acupuncture is a beautiful one for helping to restore the body's natural function. Chiropractic is another. Mm -hmm. They're all doing kind of the same thing. They're removing those barriers and letting the body work as it was designed. And so yeah. it's a great question. But to me, when people are stumped in like, well, how the heck does this laser work? Well, again, believe me, I get it. But that's that's the kind of closest example I can give. I love
0: that. I and I have also stolen your analogy many occasions um that you <laughs> with the chiropractic. And yeah. people say, How does MBSR work? That sort of thing. Um, and you talk about the chiropractic adjustment. Yes. This being similar. Um, I love that. Would you give that one just
1: so that it's from your mouth and not me regurgitating?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Of course. Well, it might lead us into our next, I know we talk about this a lot. How do you talk about your faith as a Christian and, Mm -hmm and muscle testing and mind, body, spirit release. So when I was reflecting on this personally, I was thinking about like, what is my role as an MBSR practitioner? And I am in no way acting as a spiritual advisor or a medium. And so what you're referring to, what I often say is that I view my role as an MBSR practitioner, akin to the role of a, a chiropractor. So all I'm helping is all I'm helping do is reduce the stress on the nervous system. It's your body doing the work. I'm just simply helping mm-hmm. to identify the stress and remove the block or, or minimize the stress on the body. And so that is again, how I kind of view my role. And like you said, it's, it's to me, most similar in that way, different, of course, so that a chiropractor sure. is more physical, but they're, they're similar in that way.
0: I think that's really helpful to talk about. Um, you know, whether I'm, whether you're a Christian or not, um, mm-hmm. at least in our upbringing and background, there's a lot of, or at least I'm having a lot of people who have some fear around mm-hmm. what are you doing? Energy work, you know, it sounds mm-hmm. kind of new age. Um, and I've even had some people, you know, say like, I don't want to get involved in this. If this is, you know, anything spiritually, spiritually dangerous, spiritually, um, not from God, spiritually inviting something else in. And I all, and I totally get that because if you had asked me maybe even three years ago, I probably would have been (laughs) like pass. No, (laughs) (laughs) this is, this is too out there for me. And I don't want to dabble in anything that maybe isn't really from God, you know? Um, and so I've had this conversation with some people before about that is not at all what this is. Um, because I think, I think in the energy healing world, maybe if that's the right way to call it, there is a a big, dark, kind of yucky section of that, of people Uh trying to interpret things, be a medium, connect with other spirits. That is not what MBSR is in any way, shape or Mm -hmm. form. And so I think being able to give a real strong delineation that says, no, that is not what this is. It is this other thing instead. Um, like there's no spiritual communicate. Like I'm not trying to contact anybody. Like when I, when we're looking at stresses from, from the nervous system, that could be a generational thing. That's just information Mm -hmm. that your body is ready to let go of. It's Mm -hmm. not contacting anyone. It's not, you know what I mean? Like there's a difference. So, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know other than the chiropractor analogy, which is my favorite one ever. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you address that? And what do you, what do you like to tell people?
1: Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate the questions from clients and practitioners, because as you said, there, I think we're desensitized to a lot culturally. And so I think it's really important to kind of examine who we let into our spiritual practice and well being. Yeah, it's
0: important.
1: Yes, exactly. It does not bother me one, but I really appreciate their discernment. And like you said, delineation of that, and I'll speak for myself as a Christian and just know, like you said, I see people with all different faith backgrounds and absolutely respect that. But, you know, it's not just Christians who have this question. So like you said, I really, I really do appreciate that people are taking time to reflect on what this means for them. Yeah. So I'm also not going to pretend like I have all the answers or it's a super black and white, um, answer to many of these questions. But what I do feel strongly about is that God asks for our faith and trust in him and calls us to be action oriented. And so we seek him, we pray for guidance and we take action as individuals. And so as a Christian, it's important to me that clients have clarity about the process. So like you asked about muscle testing remotely, it's really important to me to walk clients through that. And it's not something that usually most people grasp right away, but be very clear and candid about what process you're using and how we're doing it remotely. And so as you know, I've, I've heard sometimes that Christian, um, former muscle testing practitioners think that muscle testing was kind of second guessing God. And personally, Mm. I disagree with that because I think that muscle testing is a tool to help clients Mm -hmm. understand what is compatible with their bodies, what might be causing them stress again on a physical or emotional Mm -hmm. standpoint. And it's a tool to help clients gain awareness. And as we've talked about, take Mm -hmm. ownership for their health. But muscle testing is just a tool. It's not a replacement for faith or seeking wisdom from God. And so don't give muscle testing or energy work more power than it deserves. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. to me, it's a big red flag when I see individuals use muscle testing to make every decision, right? Health related or otherwise, they're letting that guide their life. And so to me, Mm. that's a sign that they've diminished their own intuition Mm -hmm. um, or they don't place enough emphasis on their faith in God. And so, you know, again, kind of the theme, right. For what we're talking about over and over is that MBSR encourages us to be self-aware and take responsibility, but it is not a replacement for God's grace or healing. And so, you know, I, I said, I talked about this actually with another MBSR practitioner is that we, we all value health. Of course, it's why we're practitioners and we're so passionate about this and we want the same for our clients, but health is not in response to good deeds it's not in mm-hmm. a response to doing everything perfectly and so yeah. while well, i really do encourage people to take ownership of their health you can't work hard enough to save yourself mm-hmm. right that's a workspace mm-hmm. belief system and so yeah. we're children of god and that we're capable of redemption but mm-hmm. through christ and so when we're talking about kind of responsibility and ownership and all of these things that help to create awareness again, it's just a tool. You don't need to put too, you're not putting your faith in that. And so like healing miracles, those are of God. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to kind of keep perspective Mm -hmm. and it's an, it's an ongoing conversation, right? I don't, Mm -hmm. um, I really want clients again, of all faith backgrounds to feel comfortable. And if it's not resonating with them, don't push it. Yeah. Sure. I have said that too. I have said, if you feel super uncomfortable with this
0: idea, then it's not for you right now. And yeah. that's totally fine because we each need to be praying and asking God for guidance in our lives. And if you are feeling guided towards something else, that's fine. Uh-huh. Um, because yeah, I I would not have been open years ago to this. Yeah. I would have been too closed off for it. And I know in my own um, health story, which I've shared before is, you know, I I had exhausted all the Western medicine things when I was having my health crisis. And, um, I remember praying and like asking God for mere, a miraculous healing. And that's, that's not the way he chose to heal me. He led me to somebody who muscle tested a practitioner who muscle tested, um, and we went through detox and healing, and I mean the slow journey, right? Not <laughs> the right. instant journey that I was hoping for. Yes. <laughs> um, even though I do believe God does that, even today, you know, the miraculous healing story definitely can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just wasn't that wasn't what was for me, and so. I've talked to lots of different practitioners who muscle test who have similar stories of, I just really feel like God led me to muscle testing. And so without over spiritualizing it or anything, it's like, yeah, you have to, it's between you and God. You have, if you don't feel comfortable with it, that's fine. But, um, Mm -hmm. I've seen in my own story, you know, I've seen that be a key to my healing
1: and be really huge for me. So, Yeah. I love that, Stephanie. I love (laughs) your humility and just how it it was a process and kind of a low and slow, like you said, for you, Mm -hmm. but doesn't make it any less powerful or any less like a gift from God. It's just, I think you specifically were kind of meant to go down this path and help others with this. Right. So that's why you went this way. Yes. Which is so crazy,
0: right? God uses (laughs) our, our darkest times, right? There's always purpose, I think in that, but yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like I could ask you a thousand more questions, but, um, we've covered, I think like a really good introduction to MBSR, um, mind, body, spirit release. If there, um, I know that there's courses, there's ongoing courses. You guys have an amazing, um, academy set up and y'all are just, I feel like you're just constantly, I feel like anytime (laughs) I see social media, y'all are literally always doing another (laughs) Course, but it's a virtual mm-hmm. most of them are virtual, right? Would you like to That's would you right. like to give your plug or speak to sure. how the MBSR um courses work and um where people can find them Absolutely. and sign up for
1: them? Absolutely. Well, it's easy. It's just mindbodyspiritrelease.com is where you'll find information on the academy if you're a practitioner. So we break it up into levels so foundations, advanced, and professional, or levels one, two, and three. And that really is simply because we need to kind of bring you through it in stages, right? Introduce mm-hmm. you to the basics of muscle testing and energy work, and then we get like naturally, you know, more kind of advanced with each level. And so again, if you are a practitioner wanting to learn that it's, you'll see the practitioner training dates there if you're just looking to work with someone, if you're someone who is kind of on the receiving end of this and does not want to pursue, that's okay too. You'll find a whole sure, page yeah. dedicated to finding a practitioner. A lot of people work remotely, but we do have in-person practitioners as well. And it really is, it's very cool to see. It, it blows us away to see it grow um, throughout the country and out of the country as well. So look at that that tab for finding a certified practitioner if you're interested in that. And it really was um, a response to Tracy getting asked over and over and over again, can you teach, can you teach me as a practitioner how to do this? Because it's been so helpful for people and just something that was missing from this. You know, there's a lot of kind of integrative approaches, but we're, we are missing this emotional component. And Mm -hmm. so, um, it's been truly a joy to teach so many practitioners how to use these skills and the testimonies never get old, right. To hear from Mm, people how it's helped. So it's, I would love, love to meet any of your listeners as students or as clients, either one.
0: I know the the coursework is fantastic. I know y'all just transferred it to Kajabi. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kajabi to a different platform. And so it's like so beautiful and clean and like well done and easy to access all the information. And so. Yeah. I can't recommend the courses enough. They're just amazing. And I'm realizing that I didn't even give testimony about, um, I wanted to like share my story about MBSR when you and I had a session earlier this year. I remember I had a session with you And not to get into all the details of my personal life, because some things are just personal. (laughs) Um, I was wanting to, because we create an intention with um, Mm -hmm. MBSR, right? So it's the thing that I want to work on, the thing that I want to address. And I wanted to address um, more connection and harmony um, Mm -hmm. in my marriage. And this, you know, I've been married 15 years as of this summer. And when you're married to somebody that long, you know them super well, but you've also got your like habits of acting and reacting, right? So like patterns in your arguments, patterns in your, you know, when he says this, I am initially (laughs) feeling that, you know? Yep. So I knew, Hey, there's just some like old stuff. I want to clear, I want to just... I just want to get rid of some old stuff. That was my, that was my, mm-hmm. I think that's what I said to you. It was like, yeah. I just want to get some old stuff cleared and gone. And so Amanda was amazing and helped me create mm-hmm. um, an intention. And that's when you work with a practitioner, that's what you will do. You'll work together to create this intention kind of based on what you want to work off of. And um, you know, did that clearing for me. And then I'm not the kind of person that usually feels a shift right away when I have MBSR clearings, although I do have clients who feel that Mm -hmm. they will say, Oh, I feel it. Like as you're clearing me, I'm feeling a shift. I feel lighter. I feel, you know, people can feel that, but I know for myself, um, I didn't necessarily have that, but over the next, uh, several days, I think my husband and I had like a, like a date weekend or something like that. We went to go see a concert together, I think. And, um, whole weekend, we just had the best time together, just more connection than we had been able to, you know, just like play fun connection, you know, those things uh. that we all want to have. But when you've been married a long time, sometimes you forget how to connect that way. And so I remember remarking, this felt different. And I, I'm just like, positive. That's why I'm positive that clearing and working on that is what helped make room for that and make space for that. Um, so I realized I didn't share that really amazing story about how it was so helpful for me, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, thank you, Stephanie. It really is. It's so wonderful to hear. And we didn't really talk that much about relationally how MBSR can be used, but Mm -hmm. for me too, that was actually the first, my first introduction is how I use that within my own family. And I can't even tell you night and day how different it is now. And so thank you for sharing that. I'm so encouraged to hear that. Yeah,
0: I love, I loved it. It was so cool. You know, the reason I even pulled the trigger on doing MBSR training was because um, a friend, Elena Peden, who's Mm -hmm. a good friend of mine, and I know she's gone through MBSR and um, she was telling me, oh yeah, you can work on disresonance and um stuff with your children. And I thought, sign me up. Here's like I will I That's all I need to know. I will do it today if that yeah. is what I need. You know, clearing arguments and disresonance, things like that with my children. Um so yeah. yes, you can use it that way as well. There's just so many ways you can use it. And it's such a beneficial um tool like you said in the toolbox so yes I love as that.
1: you know kids tend to receive and integrate change way more easily than adults so yes. it really is yes. wonderful to see
0: and what's interesting is my kids really love it you know because yeah. I will you know they're in person obviously they're it I'm, I'm yeah. having them lay down I'm muscle testing them for these things and I'm physically must you know I'm Yes. And they love that. And then when I will have them, okay, take a few deep breaths, I'm going to clear you. They do notice that they feel better. They do feel calmer. Yeah. They do acclimate quickly. Um, and so I think they associate that with a positive thing. And so anytime yeah. I will invite them, hey, would you like, would you, hint, hint, would you like a clearing? <laughs> you need, yeah. The answer is yes, you need. Yeah. They're usually excited, like, yeah, I mm. would love it because they can feel that it's a positive thing, you know, it's not just, Hey, you have my attention. It's no, this feels good. And that's so sweet. I love that they can resonate with that. Even being little, you
1: know? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. It really is Uh, that some of my most favorite kind of testimonies to hear from people are kids. Even if I'm working remotely on children, just what they say afterwards, you know, not even completely fully understanding what the Mm, process is like. They Mm -hmm. are just They're amazing people to work with because they do, they're, they're in touch with their bodies and understanding Mm -hmm. what the change feels like to them. So I'm so, I'm so glad that your kids are open and they love it. Yeah.
0: I, and I, as we're talking about kids, this is making me think about, um, pets and how I did a clearing for a practitioner friend of mine who adopted a second dog, and yep. the first dog was like, not loving it, you know? Um, <laughs> and so I offered her, this was during the training. So, and you know, we have to practice enough sessions and train and yep. all that. So I offered her, I so said, would you like me to do a clearing for your dog? And she's like, why not? Sure. So she checked in with me to, um, I ended up doing a disresonance clearing between her two dogs. That's what <laughs> her dog muscle tested for. And so we cleared all these different emotions. Um, With the older dog, you know, feeling towards the new dog, yeah, and um, she messaged me and said, um, "My husband was saying that they're, you know, happy and perky and playing together." And I mean, obviously, are they ever going to fight? I mean, sure, right? Like it will come up again. But um, Mm -hmm. she was saying that she noticed a difference in behavior and
1: was just remarking, "Like that's
0: so crazy." And. I I know. Yes. I
1: know people are like, well, you work on pets. I'm like, oh, of course they have feelings and emotions, not the exact same as we do, but they do experience those. And yes, Yes. that tension between an older dog and a younger puppy puppy is the perfect example because that definitely happens. So I'm so glad, especially too, that your friend saw the difference and was, you know, paying attention to that. It's
0: validating when you can see a noticeable difference, I think, but it really is. That's really cool. Well, um, I want to make sure too, I realize I'm just kind of going all over the place. You gave where the mind, body, spirit Academy information is.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, what about you and your personal info? How can people find you? Absolutely. So pretty easy as well. My website is mirabellaholistic.com. My Instagram is mirabellaholistichealth. And so you'll see, you'll see me on Instagram and social media and newsletters, all of that good stuff. So I'd love if you have any questions again, as a practitioner or as a client, I really do welcome that. Like I say to my clients all the time, I invite you to kind of lean in and have questions because um, it helps me know that you're interested and engaged in this. So, I know that a lot of the topics we cover are complex and new to you, so I'm happy to help where I can.
0: Thank you, Amanda, and thank you for explaining all of this and for answering all the questions. You're just such a wealth of insight and knowledge, and I always love
1: talking with you. Thank you, you, Stephanie. Thank you. It was a joy to talk to you. Thank you again for having me. This podcast is
0: for educational purposes only. The content expressed is not to be taken as medical advice. Please
1: consult your own health practitioner.